Welcome to the Faith is a Verb podcast, formerly known as the Back to Basics Bible Corner. Tracy, Amy, and Amanda here, and digging into scripture together is our favorite thing to do, because simply reading the Bible isn't enough for us. We want to actually study His Word. We have created this podcast as a means to study together with all of you, so we would be over the moon excited to have conversation with you in the comments here. Without further ado, let's go chew on some scripture together. Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the Faith is a Verb podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today. Um, This is going to be the final episode for season two. Uh, We're going to take about a month off and we're going to come back after the beginning of the new year with season three. And we are, we're having some feelings about that. (laughs) Like we, uh, one, obviously it's necessary to take breaks sometimes, especially whenever it comes to summertime or like winter break with your kids, things like that. Like we have a whole mess of kids between us. You understand, you know, these things. Um, and it's hard whenever your kids are off of school or schedules are not aligning, right? It gets, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder and harder for a group of people to come together to record this. So that's when we usually take our breaks. Um, it's just going to be a month and I promise we're going to be back. And we're very excited because when we come back, we've already planned out the first several podcast episodes. So we are going to take the month of December and we're going to get all of the study time done Look, I'm saying this now and then watch stuff is going to happen and we're not going to get all of the study done. But, you know, we're going to do our best (laughs) to get all of the study time done during December so that whenever we come back in January, we can like knock those out super easy. um, Assuming our schedules align. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the ways that we need them to. But if we have uh, the study part done, then it makes it a lot easier, right? Like if we've already done our little deep dive and all of this stuff to get that done. So um, what we're going to be coming back into season three with is going to be the fruits of the spirit. And I know that that topic is like talked about and studied and gone over ad nauseum. Like I know that you you can literally, you don't have to look very far to find a study on the fruits of the spirit. But we are going to, we're going to do our very, very, very best to do this in a different way than what just everybody else has done, right? Like, obviously, there are specific scriptures that go with each one, and we're going to go over those things. We're going to share our thoughts. We're going to do some word studies. We're going to do some deep dives, some rabbit trails on that. But we're also going to work, it's going to be our mission for each of those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit to tie them back to the Old Testament, because we know everything in in the bible everything every part of the redemption story all of it is cyclical right like it all it goes from beginning to end beginning to end over and over and over and over and over and it just repeats the cycle so therefore if it's in the new testament that means that it was in the old testament even if it wasn't said fruit of the spirit right like even if it was not like verbatim said that way those characteristics are still discussed in the Old Testament and we're going to tie those in. And I'm very, very, very excited for that because it's going to require us to like really be in scripture, right? Like it's going to require us to really be in-depth reading and digging to find where this is at. This is not just like a simple, not that a word study is simple, but you know what I mean? Like you're not just going to go on eSword and like type in fruit of the spirit and it's going to give you 52 references for the old testament like we're gonna have to ourselves get in there and dig for it and i don't know about you amanda but i'm really excited about that how are you feeling about that i'm really excited about it be more of a incentive to get into the bible and dig deeper instead of just 
here's a topic. I'm just going to write a bunch of stuff down. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I can think of like literally nothing better to do during winter break than like still waking up early and sitting with like a nice cup of hot chocolate or a cup of coffee with the chill in the air. I mean, you can't leave your windows open where you are because you'll literally no. death. <laughs> but here, I mean, in the wintertime, it's 45 degrees in the morning. So I can leave my windows open and I could be cozied up with my prayer shawl that you made me um, with my, my like 19 here by that time. Yeah, no. <laughs> You no, won't be no, having no. the window open, but you can still be nice and comfy, cozy, um, sitting around the the space heater or whatever it is that you do <laughs> to keep yourself from losing digits every day. Um, <laughs> but we're we're going to be able to be comfy, cozy and doing this study. And it's going to be, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait for us to get this done. Um, so you guys let us know in the comments of this one or on your social media, things like that, share this episode, whatever, and let us know what you think about that. Um, and what we wanted to do kind of as, I guess, like a parting gift of um, this last episode for season two is we are going to do the entirety of Deuteronomy chapter six from verse one all the way. I don't even know how many verses it is. It's not very many, but we're going to do the whole chapter. And the reason why we're doing this, uh, there's actually 25. Okay. There's actually a couple of reasons why we're doing this. One, I feel like Yah is leading me to do this. I felt like that for about a week and a half, two weeks now. Um, and I wasn't really sure why I why I was getting this like, you need to talk about this. You need to talk about that. I was just going to make a video on Instagram and I was going to do it. Um, but I just kept getting this nudge that I need to talk about this. So what, what, what had happened was... Uh, the other day we were driving to school and those of you who know me personally or on my social media, you saw that my oldest is 15 and she got her learner's permit and she's driving and I am doing a whole lot more praying these days because of that, <laughs> because she's driving all nine of my other children to school every morning with me, obviously there. Right. And this massive van, excuse the dogs guys. I'm sorry. I'll, again, I have my windows open cause it's winter time here. So this is glorious weather for us. Um, but we're doing a lot more praying and in an effort to stop me from like one losing all of my mind and two yelling at her whenever she does like crazy insane 15 year old girls things that don't know how to drive um we i've been reading scripture <laughs> so like i will open up the bible app the you version bible app on my phone we'll we'll pray the shema in the morning which we do that every morning and every night and then um I opened up my my phone app, the Bible app on my phone and have just started reading. And I started in Deuteronomy 6 because that same day that I got the idea to do this, um, Updike Family Home said, again, if you follow me on social media or even if you follow Amanda, because I think she's talked about her before too. Um, yeah. You've seen us talk about Updike Family Homestead. Um, she goes live on TikTok on Mondays and Wednesdays at 6.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Great Great, 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 great Bible study. I love doing that. Um, she was talking she, about like the sweetest person yeah. ever. Yeah. Just ever. she's my adopted mama now. She knows a lot about my um my childhood trauma, my past with my mom and all of that stuff. So she's like, you know what? I don't care if I'm only four years older than you. You're my daughter now. I'm adopting you. She calls my kids her grandkids. My kids call her Nana. Like it, it's like a whole thing now. She is the sweetest, 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 most giving, precious person. I her and Amanda literally are like, you guys don't even get it. Like you don't, you don't understand the things that these people have done for me. Um, 
I love them both very much, but you should go check her out. Updike Family Homestead. I will have her thing, her um, TikTok linked in the comments of, or in the notes of this episode, but she was doing her Bible study that day. And she was talking about Deuteronomy chapter six. And the reason why she was talking about Deuteronomy chapter six is because that is where the Shema is located. Um, and you're going to, all of this will make sense whenever we do it in a minute. However, she was talking about it and I was like, oh, I'm going to break this down because my kids and I are praying the Shema every day because scripture in Deuteronomy chapter six tells us to pray this every day. But I don't know if they actually have like stopped to think about what it is that they're praying, which is very important. Right. Like we don't want to just be praying things or believing. You just don't want to say words. You want the meaning with the words. Right. And I mean, what started this whole walk for me in the first place and for you is I got, Mm -hmm. I got tired of just believing. I got tired of just doing what other people were telling me to do. Like, okay, you just believe in him and then you're going to be fine. And like, that's it. And you don't have to do anything else or like going to mass and, and genuflecting all the time and standing and kneeling and standing and kneeling and standing and kneeling and going to confession and doing all this empty faith I don't want my kids to have that either and I I I realized I was convicted while watching her do the study that I hadn't explained to my kids so I did like this whole thing where I read it and like line by line I was explaining it to my kids well that has just continued and every school day since then we have been reading a chapter in Deuteronomy um and we are now we're going to be starting chapter 10 tomorrow um, and the kids are really enjoying it. Like they keep telling me every morning whenever they're leaving, they're like, Hey, thanks for doing Bible study with us this morning, which is awesome because That's like, awesome. I never had time, quote unquote, you can't see yeah. me I'm doing like, I never had time to actually sit down and do a Bible study with them on a regular basis because of our life and the lifestyle that we have. So this has been a great way for us to do Bible study. And it keeps you from hitting the imaginary break. So exactly. Exactly. It also, it calms my heart too, right? Like she's, she's not magically not making the same mistakes, right? Like she's still making them, but because my, I am more focused on like his word at that time, I am giving him control. Yeah. I'm, I am better able to remember that I'm supposed to be like calm and patient and be a good example. And you know what I mean? Which is really, really, really hard to remember for any of us, but especially whenever you have 10 kids. Yeah. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I have three and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. It no. gets a little hairy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very long-winded intro. Um, it was. <laughs> very, I'm very sorry, guys. I just kind of like went off on a tangent there. We're going to be studying Deuteronomy chapter six today. This is the last episode of season two. We're taking a month off. We're coming back in January with the fruits of the spirit. We're going to do it justice it's going to take us several episodes to get it all done. We're very excited. Now I'm going to pray and we're going to start our study for the day. That sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Abba, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sitting with us every single week whenever we get on this um, Zoom to do the study together, whenever we are recording these podcast episodes, whenever I am typing up the show notes and whenever we are sharing this podcast out into the world for others to hear. You are there every single step of the way. We would not want this if you were not there every single step of the way. We want what you want. We want your word to be brought to whoever needs to hear it in the manner that they need to hear it that day. And I just thank you for allowing us to be the people that do that, for giving us the opportunity to do this podcast. I ask that you be with us today. Help us to have discernment and wisdom as we are moving through Deuteronomy. Help us to explain what it is that we are trying to explain to other people and have ears to hear eyes to see your your glory and your wisdom and your mercy and your love in your scripture 
keep everybody safe this week as we are going through the mundane tasks of life. Help keep everybody focused on you, Father. Keep their focus on you. Keep my focus on you. In Yeshua's mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. I just got to tell you that a random kid just like walks out behind Amanda with headphones on. And <laughs> like, it was like the most, I just get done yeah. praying. I open my eyes. There's a person there. It was My oldest is home. She has a cold. Oh, bless it. Natalie, I hope you feel better. Okay. Oh, so a little bit of context about Deuteronomy. Uh, this was written by Moses. Um, and this was, this was after they had spent the time in the wilderness, right? Like they had gone through the Exodus. They had spent their 40 years in the wilderness. And now Moses is giving them like this reminder, I guess, right? Like this reminder to stay focused on Yahweh, on God, this reminder to obey him to to follow what he has always told them to do right and in like a reminder of hey don't forget he literally saved you he 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 saved you from egypt he brought you through the wilderness he provided clothing for you he provided uh food for you he provided water for you like like you you exist right now you are alive right now literally literally because of him now we all exist because of him right like don't get me wrong but put yourself in their shoes for one moment. Like when, when, when we're studying in Deuteronomy, you have to imagine that you are them. You have to imagine like the circumstances that have been going on around you. These people wore the same clothes for 40 years. Their clothes did not wear out. Their clothes did not wear out. He kept their clothes intact, their shoes intact. Their feet did not get swollen. They did not get achy or tired as they were walking. Like he sustained them on the most supernatural levels. I had never thought of that. Yeah. Like, and it, dude, right? they had, they kept their, they wore the same clothes. And my mind went, ew, because my husband, he truck driver, wears his clothes for a couple days, you know, inside out, right side out. And, yeah backwards so, <laughs> i was like ew but no he probably yeah, made them nice and fresh and clean too he, so. he provided for them in literally every manner in the most supernatural ways the manna coming down right the um the, he giving them water by striking the rock right like most, yeah hey, we don't have any water he was like strike the rock with your staff he did and then water flowed like the most insanely there's nothing else that could have done this but god ways and there's a yeah. reason for that and we're going to get to that in a minute there's a reason why he did it the way that he did it right and he explains that in scripture and he tells you why we'll get to that in a minute but like put yourself in that in that mindset right so then so then moses is reminding them of all these things i'm going to read all of chapter six and then we'll go back and we'll literally break it down like verse by verse so the title in my, again, I'm reading in my One Step Closer Bibles that I always read in um, that Amanda gave me. I also have my copy of the scriptures open here. I love the language in the scriptures. You know, I'm actually, I think I'm going to read it in the scriptures instead, but I'll tell you what the. Um... Okay, real quick. Yeah. Tell tell me what the Shema means or is. So the, the Shema is a prayer that we are told to pray every morning and every night uh, I'm not really sure what Shema means. It's a Hebrew word. 
Uh, it's like the name that they gave the prayer. Scripture doesn't say that that's the name of it, but that is what the Jewish like tradition is to call okay. it. Well, but this is literally like the prayer that you pray is literally in here. My kids and I pray at least a portion of it every morning, every night. Um, Hear, O Israel. Adonai is our Elohim. Adonai is one. You shall love Adonai, your Elohim, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, or with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Um, and then it goes on a little bit further after that, but that's all the part that we have memorized so far. So we say that every morning, that's we pretty good. every night. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read it in here, but no, whenever you're reading in your Bible, like I'm reading from the scripture. So the language is going to be different. The names are going to be different, so on and so forth. But whenever you're looking in whatever version of the Bible that you're reading, it's the same thing. Doesn't matter what name you say. If you say Adonai, if you say the Lord, if you say Yahweh, it does not matter. It's all the same thing. The title in my One Step Closer for this chapter is A Call for Wholehearted Commitment. And I think that we gloss over that sometimes. Wholehearted. We are told countless times in scripture to love the Lord with our whole heart. That does not mean love him, but then choose other things over him. And I... We have to stop. We have we have to let this convict us. We have to let this be a mirror in front of each and every one of us, myself included, 57,000 times a day. When are you going to stop putting other things above the Father? When am I going to stop saying, I'm too busy right now to sit down and do this Bible study. I have to do these other things. Take the time to sit down and do the Bible study. Give him the first Put him as the focus. Love him with your whole heart. If you love somebody with your whole heart, every part of your heart, you would do anything for them. Anything that he asked you to do, you would do for him, right? Okay, so this is the command, the laws and right rulings, which Yahweh, your Elohim, has commanded to teach you to do in the land which you are passing over to possess so that you fear Yahweh your Elohim to guard all of his laws and his commands, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, that your days be prolonged. And you shall hear, O Israel, and shall guard to do that it might be well with you, and that you increase greatly as Yahweh Elohim of your fathers has spoken to you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, Adonai is our Elohim. Adonai is one. You shall love Adonai, your Elohim, with all of your heart, with all of your being, and with all of your might. And these words, which I am commanding you today, shall be in your heart, and you shall impress them upon your children, and shall speak of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, and shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall write them on the doorpost of your house, and on your gates. And it shall be when Yahweh your Elohim brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you great and good cities which you did not build, and houses filled with all kinds of goods which you did not fill, and wells dug which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, and you shall eat and be satisfied. Be on guard, lest you forget Yahweh who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Fear Yahweh your Elohim and serve him and swear by his name. Do not go after other mighty ones, the mighty ones of the people who are all around you. For Yahweh your Elohim is a jealous God. 
in your midst, lest the displeasure of Yahweh your Elohim burn against you. Then he shall destroy you from the face of the earth. Do not try Yahweh your Elohim as you tried him in, this says Messiah. I don't know what that's supposed to be. What does your say? Is it? lost track of where you were because natalie started choking <laughs> oh <geez laughs> precious. hang on i gotta flip over in my other one i don't know what, what verse was it uh 16 16 you must not test the lord your god as you did when you complained at Massah. at Massah. it's the same okay. thing okay all right diligently guard the commands of yahweh your elohim and his witness and his laws which he has commanded you and you shall do what is right and good in the eyes of Yahweh that it might be well with you and you shall go in and possess the good land of which Yahweh swore to your fathers to drive out all of your enemies from before you as Yahweh has spoken when your son asks you in time to come saying what is the meaning of the witnesses and the laws and the right rulings which Yahweh our Elohim has commanded you then you shall say to your son we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt and Yahweh brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and Yahweh sent signs and wonders, great and grievous, upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all of his household before our very eyes. And he brought us out from there to bring us in, to give us the land of which he swore to our fathers. And Yahweh commanded us to do all of these laws, to fear Yahweh our Elohim, for our, for our good always, to keep us alive as it is today. And it is righteousness for us when we guard to do all of this command before Yahweh our Elohim as he has commanded us. Okay. okay. Massah is trial or temptation. There we go. Trial or temptation. And then I'm going to read just the the Shema part, just the prayer part in the other one because it says it differently and I, you know everybody's Everybody's uh, version is going to say it a little bit different. But listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands and I, that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home, when you are on the road, when you are going to bed, and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So if we're going to start from the beginning of chapter six to break this down, uh, these are the demands, decrees, and regulations of the Lord that that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. So he's he's literally just telling you, God gave me these commands that he's been going over in Deuteronomy, right? God gave these to me. He told me that I needed to come and I needed to teach you, right? That's pretty self-explanatory. That's pretty easy. We know Moses is a messenger of God. The people at that time are looking to Moses for this exact reason. They look to him daily for what God has told him to do today, right? This would not have been like an abnormal thing. Like for him to say this, they're like, got it. Okay, we're listening. Ears open, right? Mouth shut. We're yeah. listening. We're ready to hear. You must obey them in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. You, your children, and your grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. So they know they're, they're leaving the wilderness finally after 40 years. It's been a long walk. It's been a very <laughs> long time. And they're finally about to end this. They're finally about to go into this other land. Not without struggle, not without pain, not without strife, because they literally have to fight and defeat these pagan nations in order to get into that land right but they know that they're about to do it 
and he's telling them you your children your grandchildren forever must fear god as long as you shall live do not forget this like this is so important do not forget that you were supposed to be fearing being away from god you were supposed to be fearing a life without him you were supposed to be doing anything and everything to avoid forgetting him right like forgetting yeah. that you were his child forgetting that you were supposed to be in alignment with his plan if you obey all of his decrees and commands you will enjoy a long life that's self-explanatory you do what he's told you to do you're going to enjoy a long life you're going to yeah. be blessed you're going to have it easier that doesn't mean that we're not going to have struggle that doesn't mean we're not going to have lessons that we have to learn or character building that has to take place right yeah but we'll have peace of mind and peace of heart Exactly. We're going to have that understanding that no matter what, we have him. Because we're following his commands. We are following his right rulings. We are, without a doubt, a child of God. Listen closely, Israel. When it says Israel, it is not talking about the country Israel. When it says Israel, when it says, hear, O Israel, Adonai is our Elohim, right? At the beginning of the Shema. When it says, listen closely, Israel, right here in verse 3. That's, listen, children of God, yeah. who is Israel? I'm Israel. Amanda's Israel. You're Israel. If you are a child of God, you are Israel. Let scripture define scripture, right? How do we know that we are Israel? Because in the New Testament, we are told, I don't know the exact scripture. I will look it up so that I can put it in the show notes. But we are told that the Gentiles have been grafted in, right? There's the whole story yeah. about the olive tree and the branches being cut off and ours being grafted. We are told that we are grafted in, aka we are now Israel. It is not like, it is not a new olive tree, right? It's not a new Gentile olive tree. It, it's still the same olive tree. Yeah. We have just been grafted into it, right? Mm-hmm. Be careful to obey. Listen closely, Israel. Be careful to obey. Be careful to listen to what it is that I am saying. Follow these commands that he has given to us. Do what he has told you to do. Not um, listen to these commands as long as they are like convenient for you. Yeah. If you can fit it into your schedule, could you just maybe. Yeah. If yeah. you have the time or if like your work <laughs> schedule permits or, you know, as long as like the world isn't making it too hard for you to listen to this command. Yeah. It's literally like point blank, black and white. Listen to this command. Do what I've told you to do. Be blessed. Don't. Yeah. You're going to be cursed. And if you get further in, like, remember, I've done chapter seven, eight, nine already with my kids in those other chapters, which I highly encourage you guys, like take this study time that we're doing right now for six and then keep going. Keep reading chapter seven. Keep reading chapter eight. Like, keep going. It's a good read. Um, you're going to see like what they had to do in order to get into that land, right? What God had to do in order to get them into that land. You're going to see that he has point blank told them, I am destroying these people right now, not because you're good, not because you're so awesome, but because they are evil. They are, they are worshiping other mighty ones. They are not my people and I'm going to destroy them. Do you want to be destroyed? That doesn't mean like struck by lightning right now and you drop dead. Like, do you want to be destroyed? Do you want your life to be harder? Do you want to lose that eternity with him at the end? Do you want those things? No, absolutely not. I do not. So therefore, no. the only other option is to follow his commands. Yeah. Um, 
All will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. So he's saying, you follow my commands, you're going to be <laughs> multiply. You're going to have everything that you need. You're going to have food. You're going to have water. You're going to have um, an abundance. You're going to have an abundance of all the things that you need, which is all anybody could ever want, right? Like that's all anybody could ever need to be able to feed your family, to be able to, to be profitable in, in your work, in your business, whatever it is that you're doing, right? To be able to have children and be healthy. If we were following his commands, we would have that. And I don't mean an individual we, I mean as a whole. We have gotten so far away from that. Our country, other countries are where they are. They are floundering the way that they are floundering because we are not nations of people who are following Yah. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. So again, it's calling out, listen, O Israel, listen, all of my children, everybody who believes in me, the Lord is our God, right? So he is our God and he is one. There is no other God. That's it. He is our only God. There's only him. We are not supposed to put anything above him. He is supposed to be number one. He is supposed to be top priority. He is one. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart. That is like a familial type of love, right? Like whenever you're, you're, you love your parents, you love your siblings, you love your children, right? You have that familial type of love. Like you want to, I don't know how to explain it better than that. Um, you want to you want to be pleasing to them. You don't want them to be disappointed in you, right? You want to be you want you want to have that connection with them. It's a it's a very deep heart-centered type of love. Um with all of your soul. Okay? Where where's our our soul is the part of us that either gets to go to eternity or doesn't, right? Like our soul is is that part that is going to be affected by or affected the most because our physical will be affected by that as well, but, um, by our obedience or our disobedience. So to love him with all of your soul to me right there, that's telling me that I need to be mindful of the things that are going to get my soul from this point to that point where I want it to be. And what are those things following his commands? So I'm going to love him by following his commands because that is loving him with my soul. I hope that makes sense. I explained that better to my kids. I don't know what words. No, I think are. that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Okay. The end goal is God. And if I want that end goal, I have to do the steps that he has set. Otherwise, I'm not going to fare so well. Just like your kids. If you tell them, don't do this, you're going to get hurt. Don't do this, you're going to get hurt. And they choose not to listen to you. They end up falling, hitting their head and get hurt. Now, if they would just listen to the parent, do what they say, then odds are they're going to fare out pretty well and it's the same thing with god we are his children he's telling us how to go about life and so that we can live a life of um that's going to bring him glory and bring us peace bring us peace absolutely there's no peace like the peace you get from yahweh yes love that Okay. And then all of your strength. So the way that I described this to my kids was we have to love him with all of our strength because we need our strength to fight our flesh. We need our strength 
to to tell our flesh no i'm not going to keep turning to these things that i know are not of god right i'm not going to keep gossiping i'm not going to keep having these impure thoughts i'm not going to keep um spending hours a day watching tv and zero time doing bible study i'm not going to keep speaking with anger or being a christian is not easy it takes strength to believe in the lord because there are so many different aspects of your life that are fighting against it they are fighting um there's people out there that will um, hate you just because you believe in god you have to be strong not to just be like oh, i don't know if this is worth it anymore and you're better off just going with the flow with everybody else but we are called to go against the flow we are called to um choose god above everything else even if it means if we're ostracized from everyone else yep. even if it's your own family yeah and that's yeah. that's so much easier said than done yeah so much easier said than done but every single time you do it every single time you make the choice to choose god that's showing your strength right that's loving him with mm-hmm. all of your strength it is a hard thing to do yes not because he's hard to love but because we are so we cursed with this like fallen world that we have right now yeah i I, I think it's harder these days i think even then when our parents were younger i think it's harder these days because there's so much hate about being a follower of god and jesus there's just so much that people who are so miserable in their lives you know that they just it makes it a lot harder and um being unequally yoked there's a lot more of those these days as well. There's not as many men leading the household in a spiritual context. So that makes it even more tough. You, know, you and me both know how that's like. So Yeah. Well, and the, the enemy knows that the number one way to like dis... He knows that he's lost, right? Like he knows that he's lost, like he's yeah. not going to win, but he's not going to like just stop. Oh, okay, well, I lost. So I guess I'll just leave it alone. Like he's literally going to try to pull as many people away from the path as possible. Yeah. And he knows the easiest way to do that is to disrupt the family, the family unit, the most sacred thing. Okay. So, um, there's actual statistics on this. There's an actual like percentage of this and percentage of that. And I don't, I don't have that memorized. Uh, you can do a quick Google search and figure that out, but there is a, um, study that shows that when, when a, a family is being spiritually led by the mother, the children have like, I want to say it was like a 17% chance of staying on the path, right? Whereas if the family is being spiritually led by the father, children have like a 67% chance. It was like that. Yeah. Like 17 to 60 something. Like it it was a huge difference, right? It was, yeah. I remember seeing that on a TikTok somewhere or something like that. If he can pull the men in our world, if he can pull them away from the father, if he can pull them away from following his right rulings and his commands and mm-hmm. reading their scripture and, and praying and all of that, if he can pull the men of this world away from that, he can quote unquote win a little, right? Like ultimately at the end of the day, he's not going to win, but every single soul that is lost sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's such a, that's such a bad way of putting it. Like it, it's so much more than just sucking. Right. But like every single soul that is lost is like, just it's heart wrenching. It's like a gut. Yeah. It does suck. I don't I mean there's not even an <laughs> yeah. easier way to say it. it just sucks. Yep. And whenever he's, whenever he can get the men, he can get the children. 
when yeah. we come in, he can get the children. And then I don't know about yeah. y'all, but I'm exhausted. I'm no exhausted. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted trying to like lead my yeah. family into this on my own. Right. Like it's exhausting. So yeah. I can only, I can only imagine how many women have given up. Well, yeah. And like daily. in my household, it's easier for me to lead my girls. You know, they're, they're better at um, following my footsteps, but my son, he is fighting me on it. Just trying to, he'll open up a little bit and then mm, maybe not. This isn't cool. This isn't fun or interesting. And I think, I genuinely think if his dad was to go, okay, we're going to church and hey, isn't this cool? The story about Moses and all this stuff that he's done. My son would be like, that is so cool dad. I want to know more, but that's not the situation right now. And I guess I continue to pray for that to be the situation. You know, we've had a lot of, um, uh, he's 12. We've had a lot of acting out and it's like, Rich, you set this example for him and you show him what this Bible says about how a man is supposed to be. And that boy would do a 180. Absolutely. Yeah. But mom says to do it. I feel the exact same way with my kids, especially whenever it comes to like the, the fight of um, like not wanting to go to church on a, on a given Sunday, right? Like if they didn't get enough sleep and they wake up and they're like, oh, I don't want to go to church, I want to stay home, right? Like that's an option in their mind simply because my husband isn't going to church, right? Like if my husband was going to church, yep. it wouldn't be an option. Everybody would get up, everybody would get ready, everybody would get in the car, everybody would go to church and then nobody would complain, right? Like- yeah. Dad's laying down, still sleeping. I'm going to do the same. That exactly. what their little minds go to. So. Exactly. Exactly. And then it just makes it even harder um, because I'm physically having to do it by myself. But then also spiritually, I'm like watching them fall back. It is hard right? to concentrate on a church sermon when your five-year-old is like doing all kinds of stuff. And you're like, shush, quiet, mm-hmm. don't do that. And so it makes it harder to understand yep. the sermon. Whereas if your spouse was there, you guys could like tag team it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And love loving him with all of our strength is using our strength in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Using, begging him for more strength, begging him to bless us with more strength and then using that strength to continue that fight, to continue showing up every single day against the adversary, against the enemy and, and just continuing on. Um it goes on after that let's see where was i at you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that i am giving you today again wholeheartedly not half-assed okay i'm gonna be very blunt there wholeheartedly means the exact opposite of half-assed stop yeah. half-assing it. do not be yeah. lukewarm yeah you cannot pick and choose you, yeah you cannot pick and choose you cannot be lukewarm you cannot um you cannot go, you you cannot be a child of Yah when it's convenient for you. Yes. You cannot make excuses. Mm-hmm. You have to, this is it, like Sabbath, okay? Sabbath is something I've just started to do. And um, at first my mind was like, it's not really going to make that big of a deal if I spend $2 at the gas station for a pop, you know, but it does. That is half-assing the Sabbath, you mm-hmm. know? And that is a, a way to kind of look at it is you cannot um, just pick and choose which things you want to do that are convenient for you at that time, you know, Yeah. to make this the top priority, you know, everything else can just fall to the wayside, dishes, laundry, that's fine. God is number one. How would we feel 
if we're praying all this time to God and God's like, wait a minute, I got a text message. I got to answer this quick. You know, oh, we would be like, God. dude, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like sobbing, pouring our heart out. Like, yeah. And that, that show of humility, like laying on yeah. the floor, like just crying. Yeah. And he's like, hang on. And hang he's on. just I'm like, on my phone, show, like, I'm on Netflix right now. Like, yeah. Can you keep it down? Yeah. It's like, I'm watching the chosen. I want to see what they say. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That is, that is us. That is yeah. us to a T. That is us. Yeah. Oh man. We are just <laughs> wretched, <laughs> wretched, 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 wretched. Yes. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Sorry. Little side note, little tangent here. I, in this, in this, in this whole life, right? Like I've always believed, everybody knows that I've always been a believer, but it was like, I feel like I was more disgusting and grimy and gross and horrible doing that than somebody who doesn't believe at all or somebody who like doesn't know somebody who lives in some like remote part of the world that like doesn't even know because you can feel it different it's different you can feel it like you know you're not supposed to and it just makes you feel filthy right and like there's so I know if I was walking around here thinking this and then I know that there's thousands of millions of other people thinking this like you it's not just belief I know that you've been told all you have to do is believe in Jesus and to be saved requires belief in Jesus okay to be saved, we are saved by grace through faith. That is a comma. That is not a period. Comma, now you must change. Okay. You have to you leave the comma. Stop taking the comma out and putting a period there and being like, no, belief is it. If belief was it, then that means that you can continue on. Like I can murder somebody every day. As yeah. long as I believe that Jesus is real, I can continue to murder people daily. No, you can't do that, bud. Yeah, you no, you, you have, have to keep going. There, like you put a comma, like your grammar people out there. I'm not one of them, but you have to keep going. You have to yeah. keep going. The sentence is not over there. Like, like uh-uh. it's a very important part of the sentence. You don't want to lose that part of the sentence ever, ever. Like that, that part of the sentence comes first. That part of the sentence is super important, but there's more to the sentence. Sanctification, changing right? Every single day you have to be changed. Okay. So now let's stop for a second and let's ask, how am I changed? Okay. Read your scripture. Your scripture is going to tell you how you need to change. Your scripture tells you what you need to do. And I'm sorry for those in the back who might be hard of hearing right now. What is it that the scripture tells you to do? Those are his laws. Those are his commands. That's the whole first five books of his scripture telling you what you're supposed to do. So you need to change. You you need to turn from not doing these things to doing these things. Or if it's telling you to stop doing something that you've been doing, you need to stop doing it, right? Like you have to change. It's a comma. You have to keep going. Because like if I was, I haven't smoked a cigarette in two years and before, if I would have quit and had one, I would just been like, oh, I fell off the train. It's okay. We'll try again another time. Now today, if I was to go buy a pack of cigarettes and have one, I would feel like absolute garbage because yeah. I know I'm not supposed to. And he has placed that on my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, okay. 
that's not a command. Smoking cigarettes are not listed in scripture, right? No. Like that's not yeah. But what what is a command? What what is listed in scripture telling us don't do this? Don't we're supposed to treat our body like a temple. Treat our body like a temple. That's one. Uh don't don't be addicted to anything. You're not supposed yeah. to be addicted to anything. You're not supposed to give anything the power over you that he yeah. is supposed to have over you. That's a second one. Yeah. Uh don't idolize things above him. Yeah. Cause I remember like quitting, like if you try quitting smoking is hard, y'all. It is hard. And I had smoked since I was 18 years old. And that when you quit, that is all you can think about. That is your main focus is I want that little kick that I get off of that cigarette. I want that draw. I want that feeling you know and so I was putting my need for nicotine and five minutes away from my children above trying my god so you know and that's dumb yeah no that's that's literally um it, it's like logically knowing how dumb it is but it mm-hmm. is the hardest thing in the world to stop doing yeah the hardest thing and it's, that's why we were never supposed to do it in the first place. Yeah. We were never supposed to give something that power over us. Yeah. That is how it is against his commands, right? Like that's, that's literally, so things are not, my point behind saying that is that like, it's not going to like point blank say smoking cigarettes are bad. Don't smoke cigarettes. Right. Yeah. It, the command quote unquote, to stop smoking cigarettes comes in the form of all of these other commands, right? Like you can see, yeah. so it's going to, it's going to, that's what we're talking about when we say when the scales have been removed or when he's removing mm-hmm. things to you, because you might read that a hundred times and not ever once stop and think that it relates to you and smoking your cigarettes, right? Yeah. But then you'll read it one day because he's ready for you to put that down mm-hmm. and it'll click. And all yeah. of a sudden you'll be like, holy crap, this entire time, this was telling me to stop smoking. And that's one example out of like thousands. So many, so many, yeah. Thousands. That we, we could see. sit here and list everything that we have been convicted of. And you guys would be like, okay, we're going to put you on two times speed because we got to get through this. So, <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're not listening to us in two times speed already, as it is, you should be. <laughs> repeat them again and again to your children. So repeat these commands again and again to your children so not just you hear them not just you follow them wholeheartedly teach them again and again with with repetition again and again they didn't just say it once right like with that repetition to your children over and over and over and over and over again let scripture define scripture was it psalms or proverbs that says raise your children up in the way that they should go and they will not depart from it proverbs i think Okay. Proverbs tells you right there. Like if you are raising your children up in this, they will not depart from it. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have this fall. That that doesn't mean that they're not going to have this stumble. Right. But if we do our job the right way, if we, if we are raising our children, the way that Yah has asked us to raise them and we are teaching our children, these commands again and again, they will not depart from it. They will be called that. They will come back to his way. Yes, because the more you do it, the more it's like when you study for a test, the more you read it over and over and over again, it's going to get in there and it's going to stick mm-hmm. and it'll be harder for it to unstick. Yep. 
You shall speak of them when you sit in your house. So when you're home, when you're with your family, when you're with your children, when you're in that comfort zone, right? You're going to talk about these commands. You're going to reflect on these commands. You're going to study his commands. You're going to read his word. You're going to learn what it is that he's asking you to do. And when you walk by the way, when you leave your house, when you go to work, when you are out in the world, you are going to be thinking of these commands all the time, right? The other version says um, when you are on the road. When you are not in your house, anytime other than when you're in your house, right? You're going to be thinking about them. So what, what is that covering? That's covering a whole 24 hour day, 365 days a year, right? Every single day without fail, you are supposed to think about his commands. Okay. You were supposed to remember his commands. Scripture defining scripture. Okay. Our way of remembering his commands, our, our physical representation of remembering his commands. Go and go and study um Numbers chapter 15. I want to say it's verse 38, but just Numbers chapter 15. It talks about zitzits, tassels, wearing your tassels. You wear those in remembrance of his commands. It's like the original WWJD bracelet. God gave us a WWJD bracelet. I loved those. I wore those to yeah. the part. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us that with yeah. the ZZs. He literally said, children of Israel, wear these. Wear these to remember my commands. Mm -hmm. When you were out in the world, when you, what would Jesus do? Yeah. Jesus would wear his ZZs, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, he would. Um, okay. It says, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. When you are going to bed and when you are getting up. So that's why we pray the Shema in the morning and at night. This right here from verse four through verse nine, that is the Shema. That whole little section right there, that is the prayer. We pray that every morning and we pray that every night because right there within the Shema, it tells us that we will talk about them when we are at our house. We will talk about them when we are on the road. We will talk about them when we are getting up and we will talk about them when we are going to bed. Yes. God needs to be the first thing you think of when you wake up and the last thing you think of when you go to sleep. And it, I made a point to myself to do this, to say a little prayer, even if I'm half asleep and I end up falling asleep through my prayer, that is the first thing that's in my head is the Lord. Thank you for waking me up this morning and help me through this day. You know, and then that's the last thing you think of at night. Thanks for everything you did for me today. Yeah. There's something very powerful in doing that. There's there's a yeah. very, very, very powerful peace that is there. Now, that again, that doesn't mean that you're going to have like the best day ever. That doesn't yeah. mean you're gonna have like no issues in your life. That doesn't mean that like you're not going to spill your coffee or you're not going to stub your toe or, or the uh, school's not going to call you. <laughs> right. Right. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get in a car accident that day. Like big, small, yeah. in between. Like that's not what that means. But there is yeah. an immense peace. Yes that comes from making that effort that you are building a relationship with your creator. That's what you are doing. That should be your focus every single day. When you are building a relationship with your creator, are you married? You have children, you have a best friend. Do you have a family member that you truly, truly, truly love? And like, you want to build this relationship with them. You're not doing it by never talking to them. Yeah. You're not doing it by not spending any time with them ever. Mm -hmm. You're building a relationship. So it takes work. It takes that time. You and me. We were complete strangers on other sides of the country. And um, we started off slow with our friendship. Just kind of, hey, you know, hi, how you doing? And now we speak daily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it needs. And we're very close friends now. 
is the same thing with God. If you want to have that relationship, it's a daily thing. Yep. It takes effort and he's doing his part. He's, he's putting yeah. in effort, right? Like he's doing way more on his end than we could ever do on our end. It's yeah. time for us to, to put him first. Yeah. And it, you don't have to like sit there and on your knees praying, Oh God, Oh God, can we do it in dishes? And mm-hmm. just, you don't have to have this big old flowery prayer. You can just be like, God, th- today sucked. You know, dude, yeah. what what was that? You know, he's not going to be like, oh, man. Yeah, he probably doesn't want us to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to be like, I'm not going to listen to you because you said suck. Yeah. No, yeah. no. He wants us to call out to him. We see that all in no. the Psalms, right? Like mm-hmm. we've, we've done episodes on this before, separating the different types of Psalms and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, those Psalms of lament. He listened to those just the same mm-hmm. as the Psalms of joy, right? Like yeah. he wants us to come to him with our problems. He wants us to come to him with our, with our fear, with our anger, with our resentment, with whatever. He wants us to come yeah. to and leave it with him. Yeah. So do some that. of those psalms when you read them and it's just like dude you're saying this to god like man chill out so i felt in reading job <laughs> like reading job i'm yeah. like oh, yeah take it easy Why yeah. so aggressive and then <laughs> oh yeah he lost like literally everything so every every i'd probably every be aggressive and... yeah <laughs> so we're supposed to talk about them in the morning when we get up at night whenever we go to bed when we're at our house, when we leave our house, it says, um, tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. So I take that, that that's, that's uh, a metaphor, right? Tie them to your hands, meaning like, I don't know if metaphor is the right word. You know what I mean? It's like a figure of speech, tie them to your hands, meaning your actions. Yes. The, The things that you are doing in this world need to be tainted quote unquote by his commands. Yeah. His command needs to just be dripping all over everything that you touch everything yes. that you are doing every action that you take in the day out in this world needs to be from his commands yes and, and then, every thought that comes out of your right. head your forehead is representative of your thought your brain your mm-hmm. mind every thought that you have needs to be centered on his commands we should literally i'm that's what i'm teaching my kids right now like every day multiple times a day reminding them every single thing that you are going to do you need to stop and think is this against a command of yah if you don't feel that this is against a command of yah well number one let's back up just a little bit in order for you to know if something is against the command of yah what do you have to do first you have to know what the commands are yeah and it's more than just the 10 that are written on a tablet absolutely absolutely there's over 600 yeah before i didn't know that and i think you told me to read through like first peter and second peter i think it was yeah and i was like okay i'm just gonna keep highlighting this whole thing because there's all these different kind of commands and there's even more um than just what's in the old testament you know there's all kinds of things we're supposed to be doing yeah than just thou shalt not kill or covet and neighbor's wife those 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 ones on the tablet are are a summarization right Mm -hmm. and then it gets summarized even slower down or even lower down right whenever yeshua jesus says there are two the two greatest commands Mm -hmm. love god the father with all your heart with all your mind Mm -hmm. with all your soul because why he's quoting deuteronomy chapter six he's quoting the shema 
love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, love your neighbor mm-hmm. as you love yourself. Yes. Because every single one of the 600 and whatever laws, every single command mm-hmm. can be categorized underneath one of those. It's a way for you to love God or it's a way for you to love your neighbor. Every mm-hmm. single command. Honoring the Sabbath, that is a way that you love God. Mm-hmm. Right? Thou shalt not covet. That's honoring your neighbor. Yeah. You can do that with every single one of them. They all break down to one of those two, right? Um, which whenever I whenever I was reading, whenever I was doing my study and all of this stuff, that 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 part right there like blew my mind. But yeah, you have you have to get in scripture, you have to read, you have to know, you have to study daily. Yeah. And even if you have to make yourself like a little cheat sheet and write it down like in the notes app on your phone or something like that, you know. Because I'm a visual person. I have to have things written down or else it's just, it doesn't exist, you know? So, and that's a, a way that you could do that. You could just summarize it your own way so that you understand it. It doesn't have to be where anybody else can see it. It is your thing. Yep. And that's how you get better at this. Well, and that's, that too right there is um, evidence that we have to take this slowly. Nobody mm-hmm. is able to understand scripture by picking up the Bible and reading it all in one day. Yeah. Nobody can understand scripture by doing that. Nobody, zero yeah. people can do that. So no, it's not a rat race. This is right. Slow and easy does it. This is this is. What was that face? <laughs> my Bible tab just broke off. Oh no! Like this, this Bible, my copy of the scriptures has very um, it's got thin those very pages. thin pages. Thin, yeah. yeah, and it just ripped off. I'll have to glue that. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, you have to take your time right? To study scripture. So as he's revealing things to you, it will be a slow process. It is not a jump, dive face first mm-hmm. into the pool and you're doing everything at once. This is why it's a slow process. Start from yeah. the beginning, read the scriptures mm-hmm. and learn what his commands are and then do them. Okay. Cause like if- when you, you learn something, sometimes you get so blown away. You just need to sit with that for a couple of days, you know? You just don't keep on plumbing through it. You know? um, some of these things are going to be super, super, super easy. Some yeah. of these things are going to be super, 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 super hard. Yeah. Super hard, really hard. And I'm not going to get into what, of, what these things are because I think I've talked about these things like so many times and everybody is at different levels. Everybody's at different places. But let me tell you, some of the things that I've had to stop doing are the hardest thing yeah. I thought like, y'all I can't and it but it's gonna be worth it Mm -hmm. I know that I believe for that you know like it's it's gonna be worth it there's peace in this yes the last part of the Shema section right there says write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that's a reminder right write them on your Mm -hmm. doorposts there's these things called mezuzahs and they are a little plaque like a little metal plaque all Jewish people, Hebrew people have them on their doorposts and on their gates. I have them on my doors in my house because I read that and I felt convicted. He's telling well, now, I'm going to have to figure, you're going to have to send me a picture. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling us right here to write them on your doorposts. So I bought mezuzahs for my camper. I bought mezuzahs for my house. I have it on my front door. I have it on my back door. I have it on my bedroom door. I have it um, on my office door, which it really just, I would, I would assume it says, write them on your doorpost of your house. I would assume that would just be like your front entrance or your back entrance yeah. of your house. Right. But I put it on my bedroom because my bedroom needs it. Yeah. I'm in an unequally yoked marriage. My bedroom needs it. I put it on it my, 
vulnerable spot. That is your vulnerable spot is in your bed. Yeah. And I put it on my camper door because whenever we're, when we're together as a family, that's the only time that we're in the camper. It's never just me in the camper. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's when we're together as a family and that's where we need it the most. Yeah. That's where we need the mezuzah the most. That's where I need the reminder the most, right? Like whenever I, when I, I wear my zitzits every day, right? But if I was going to mm-hmm. pick and choose what days I wore my zitzits, I would wear my zitzits on the days that my husband is home because those are the yeah. days I need it the most. Those are the days that the enemy is pulling me and attacking me and, and shoving mm-hmm. trying to get me to fall off this path, right? Those are the days I need that reminder the most. The Lord, your God will soon bring you into the land that he swore to give you to you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Clearly we know what that means. He made the promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were going to be a father of many nations, yada, yada, yada. Right. So now he's telling them you're about to, he's doing this because he made this promise to them. It has nothing to do with them. Right. It has absolutely nothing to do with them. Nothing. They could not ever earn this. They could Mm -hmm. not ever deserve this. Just like us. Right. Like he's doing it because he is faithful. God is the covenant keeper, not the breaker. Right. He is faithful, not us. We are not faithful. We are scum. We are disgusting, right? He is faithful. He is righteous. He is, has said that, that everlasting love, Mm -hmm. not us. Um, It is a land with large prosperous cities that you did not build. Again, reminding them like, hey, Brosif, you're about to come and get this spot and you're not doing none of the work for it. Okay. It just goes on that whole section right there. It's talking about the houses are being stocked with goods that they're not producing. They're going to get water that they did not have to dig for. They're going to eat from crops that they did not have to plant. You were, when you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord. Yeah. When you have been given this gift and you go in here and you have eaten your fill and you have filled your belly and you have had so much fun and you are just like enjoying all of this blessing here, you better not turn around. Don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget who gave it, it to you. Did it. Be like, thanks. How many Dude. times in the wilderness did they forget? How many yeah. times a day do we forget? Right. How many times do I get in my van and I complain about the the fact that I'm driving a crappy van? Yeah. How many times do I get in in or walk into my house and I like, man, I wish the paint on my wall wasn't chipped, right? Yeah. How many times do I sit down or my kids sit down to eat a meal and then they complain about the meal that was cooked for them? Mm-hmm. Nothing makes me madder than when <laughs> children do that because if I'm taking time and I'm going to cook three meals a day from scratch. Like I, I'm not just like, not that there's anything wrong with that. Please don't, don't mishear me, but I'm not just like putting some pizza rolls in the oven, right? Like I'm full on cooking three meals a day. I've already not like cooking. (laughs) Yeah. I cannot stand cooking. I cannot stand meal planning. I cannot stand grocery shopping. I cannot stand any of that stuff. It's the worst. It is the worst. Absolutely the worst. And whenever my kids sit down with that meal that I have just spent all day thinking about or like preparing and and yeah, and they tell me they don't like it. <gasps> yeah. They'd rather have an uncrustable. It's like dude. <laughs> right. And we do that to God daily. All the time. When I get in that car and I complain about the AC or I get in that car and I complain mm-hmm. about the fact that I'm driving this stupid 12 passenger van. Yeah. God blessed me with that. He saw fit in his plan to make sure that I got that vehicle so that I could transport my children to the schools and mm-hmm. the activities and all of the things that they need. 
there should never be a time that I get in that van and I don't just say, thank you, God, for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I come home to my house and I'm like, I want, we need a new home and we complain it's a piece of shit and we don't like living here. Um, maybe if we started to be like, okay, yeah, thank you, God, for putting this roof over our head. It may leak once in a while, but it is a roof over our head. And maybe if we actually start thanking him more for this roof, he will provide a better one when it is time. Well, he, yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to bless you with something better until yeah. you learned what you have, right? Like until, yeah. until you are appreciative and you are a good steward and all of that stuff, he's not going to give you something more than that. Yeah. Why am I going to give you this if you treat it like crap and say it's crap absolutely so that's that that's right there he's telling them be careful don't do this and we do it daily um don't forget the lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of egypt you must fear the lord your god and serve him when you take an oath you must use only his name so that that version says when you take an oath you must use only his name but the copy of the scriptures that i have says fear yahweh your elohim and serve him and swear by his name I don't know why we're talking about taking oaths there. Maybe I need to look more into that one. Um, but you, fear him. Do not forget him. Do not run away from him. Worship him. Praise him. Serve him. Love him wholeheartedly with every part of your being. Fear being without him. That's another lesson that I taught my kids too. Whenever it says fear uh, Yahweh, fear your Elohim, fear God, whatever. My kids are like, why does he want us to be a, afraid of him? Like, why does he want yeah, us to Why do you want to be scared? It's not, that's not what fear him means. Fear him yeah. means fear being without him. Yes. Fear being separated from him. Fear yeah. being cursed by him. Yes. Yeah. Because what does he do to the people in the land of Canaan? Yeah. The nations that are in there. He literally kills them. He defeats them. Because they were evil, because they were not his children, because they chose not to follow him. They chose not to obey his commands. They chose not to be his children. So he killed them. Yeah. Fear that. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. Fear that. Don't, don't be like them. Don't be like yeah. the nations. Don't, don't serve other mighty ones, the little G gods. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah, idolize it, your phone, your your social media, your TV, your um, romance novels, your yeah. online shopping, your uh, addiction to nicotine, your mm -hmm. addiction to alcohol. Like, stop idolizing these things and putting them above him mm -hmm. because you're being just like those nations. Yeah. But that's what they did. That's what they did. But if if you're a believer and you're doing that, you're talking out both sides of your mouth. Yeah. And now, now that's even worse, right? Like yeah. it's even worse. Um, you must not worship any of the gods of the neighboring nations for the Lord, your God who lives among you is a jealous God. That's self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Do not worship other gods. Do not idolize other things. His anger will flare up against you and he will wipe you from the face of the earth. You must not test the Lord, your God, as you did when you complained at Mas Massah. Mm -hmm. we are not supposed to test him so this is another thing that i, I was teaching yeah they, i was talking about what he had provided for them in the wilderness right the man and the water mm -hmm. the clothing and all that stuff and they were like well if he was working so hard to make himself known then right like to prove that, yeah. he, that he is going to provide for them and all that stuff why doesn't he do that now because we are already witness to that we yeah. already have you can't see me but i am holding and shaking my scripture we have countless witness in this book right here. 
to the fact that he is real, to the fact that he will do unimaginable things, that he will provide for us, that he will love us, that he will never turn away from us, right? Like, like we mm-hmm. have the witness in our hand to that happening. We don't need to see it anymore. It's already been seen. And when he does do it these days, once the scales have been removed from your eyes, you can see it. You can see it yeah. in everyday things. The little bitty moments, yeah. You don't mm-hmm. need you don't need rock magically coming out of a water to see it now. Yeah, they needed that then. But what he tells us, do not test him. Do not do not test me. Do not. Oh, if you're real, let me see this. You know, do not. Yeah. Do not test my my love for you. Do not test my ability to take care of you. Do not test my presence. Do not do not test him. Do yeah. not test him. Do not push him. Do not do it. Uh, you must diligently obey the commands of Lord your God, all the laws and decrees that he has given you. Do what is right and good in his sight, so all will go well with you. Again, oh. blessings come to those who follow his commands. Mm-hmm. You will be taken care of. You will be provided for. There is nothing that he will not do to make sure that you are taken care of. And like, like you, you, he's not going to let you flounder as you're following his commands. Yeah. It could happen. You are his child. You are his people, right? Like it, mm-hmm. he's going to place you where he needs you and he's going to provide for you and equip you to, to be who he needs you to be for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Then you will enter and occupy the good land that the Lord swore to your ancestors. So again, just saying after you have done this, you're going to be able to go into the land of Canaan. You're going to have this thing that he has promised you. What have we all been promised? We've all been promised eternity with mm-hmm. him. That's a, a much better promise. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it would be a much better promise because this life right now feels very much like it is the only thing and it feels very much like it's going to take forever. But this life right now is so minuscule compared to eternity. Yes. It is so small and so quick and so not important in yes. comparison to eternity. And we have been promised the gift of eternity with him. I, it just makes you me think... Um... Spending eternity is like getting a, an actual breath of air, you know? Like, we're just struggling for air down here. and But when we go up there, you can breathe and everything is okay and you know you're safe. We don't have that here. No, we do not. We do not have that guarantee here at all. That we're going to make it to the next day, that we're going to not have to struggle or anything like that but we do have the guarantee that when we get to eternity when we get there mm-hmm. we don't have pain anymore we don't have struggle anymore we we get to sit y'all like i just sitting on a porch with yeshua yeah on a porch swing yes sitting yeah. on a porch swing on shabbat with yeshua yeah. just resting Mm-hmm. oh my heart Ooh. you will drive out <laughs> all the enemies living in the land just as the lord said you would so again and it goes further on like i said don't just stop at chapter six please read chapter seven and chapter eight and chapter nine just just read just read as long as you can today just read and see where he takes you but he talks about again he explains like how he's actually the one that's defeating these people it's the way i explained it to my kids is okay we're a family of 12 these people going into the land of Canaan was like our family of 12 going against 1200 people, right? Like we would clearly lose 1200 people armed to the teeth would clearly destroy us. 
yeah. but they did it because Yah helped them, right? Like, like he he made it possible. So he's telling them right there, you're going to go in here, you're going to drive these enemies out, just as I've said you would. In the future, your children are going to ask. This is like my favorite part right here. Yeah. What is the meaning of these laws, these decrees, these regulations that God has commanded us all to obey? What is the meaning? Your children, the future generations are going to ask, cough, cough, today, right now, people ask yeah. What's the point in the law? Why do we have the law? What are these? Yeah. Things? Blah, 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 blah. This doesn't apply to us anymore. Jesus made yes. it so that we didn't have to do these things. Yes. This was prophesied multiple yeah. times in, in various locations in scripture. But here's one mm. right here. They're going to yeah. ask what's the point of these laws. Then you must tell them we were slaves in Egypt. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand. The Lord did miraculous signs and wonders before our eyes dealing terrifying blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all of his people. He brought us out of Egypt so that he could give us this land that he had sworn to give our ancestors. And the Lord, our God commanded us to obey all of these decrees and to fear him so that he can continue to bless us and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. Because folks, it is not about us. Not even a little bit. Not about us. He does this. We are supposed to follow these commands and all that so that he can turn around and bless us. But he's blessing us because that's who he is. It isn't about us. Mm -hmm. He's blessing us and he's providing for us and he's taking care of us because that's just how awesome he is. For we will be counted as righteous when we obey all of the commands the Lord our God has given us. Be righteous for I am righteous. Be holy as I am holy. Again, mm -hmm. these are things that are said over and 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 over in scripture. And you're always like, what, what does being righteous mean? How, how is one, I need a checklist, please. Like do this, 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 and this, and then you're righteous. You want your checklist. It's right here. Yeah. It's in his word. His word is telling you what you must do in order to be seen as righteous. Mm -hmm. And notice how it doesn't say, believe in his son and you shall be considered righteous. Yeah. You see that? It does not, it does not say that. It doesn't say believe in his son and you will be holy. It says that you will be saved by grace through faith in his son. Mm -hmm. Saved by that grace through faith in him. But comma, these are the things that you must do in order to be seen as righteous. Yes. In order to and see how many times it said all. It didn't say some. Yeah. All. All of them. For all generations, for all time. And then that's that's Deuteronomy chapter six. I hope that that was, I, I know, I know that somebody out there, even if it's just one person, I know because he has impressed it upon me to, to do this study. I know that somebody needed to hear that. And I hope that whoever you are, I, I hope that you have gotten what you need to get from this. And if you have any questions, if you need any help, if you if you want to email us and let us know that it was you, we would love to hear from you. And I will um, whip up a, uh, the seven or no, the four through nine and make it all pretty. And you all can print it off. So you have it there in your hands. That would be awesome. So you guys make sure you check the show notes. Um, Amanda always puts a different art 
um, creation that she has done, a different template or digital thing or whatever um, in the show notes so that you guys can enjoy those as well. Um, we are still through the month of December. We are still going to have our daily cup of faith juice little little snippet episodes that that come on every day we are still going to have those so continue to come back every day and listen to those and and you guys can comment on those as well um share those in your stories whatever send us an email any pro requests that you guys have anything like that um we would love to to chit chat with you guys also we're still i haven't heard back from anybody yet on um doing a facebook group so if having a facebook group of some sort is something that you want please 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 let us know mm-hmm. uh, if we don't hear anything from anybody then we're not going to make one you know um yeah. so if you if that is something that you guys would like to have please let us know and we will get that going um and amy's going to be back when we're yes, back amy has so much fun that she is going to be coming back in january for season mm-hmm. three which is going to be awesome. So you guys, please continue to pray for her. She is definitely on the mend of things, mm-hmm. but still absolutely could use the prayer. Um, and pray pray for Amanda and myself as well, please, that we can get our study done during the month of December, that we can do all yes. of the things that we want to do to be able to be prepared for season three whenever we come back. And my little is getting her tonsils taken out next week, so. Definitely need to be in prayer for that. Yeah. Poor little bug. She's so yeah. cute. <laughs> all right guys well i hope that you found this to be um helpful in any way um yeah we, we we just we love you guys and we're praying for all of you um and until we come back remember that faith is a verb we hope that you enjoyed this episode don't forget to join in on the conversation in the comments let us know your thoughts your takeaways or even offer up some suggestions for future episodes if you're enjoying our time of study together please tell your friends about it so we can study with them too you can always screenshot this episode and post it into your socials don't forget to check the show notes for any resources that we included in today's episode may yahweh the elohim of abraham isaac and jacob bless you today and all of your days Music